You are listening to the Frank Skinner Show. I'm not Frank Skinner. I'm not Weir of the Year 1998. <laughs> uh, he shared that title with Carol Smiley, by the way. Wow. Not, not something here. One cheek each. <laughs> <laughs> that was Gareth Richards, who is here with me this morning. I'm also with our resident Cockrell. Morning. Hi, Cockrell. I can't find the jingles. I haven't familiarised myself with them. Shall we give you Don't something worry. else instead? Something to work towards. <laughs> hear ye. <laughs> I should explain, I'm really sorry. All right, mate. Okay. So just carry on forever, that. Um, Frank's not here today, which I do apologise for. He's doing... What is he doing exactly? Does anyone know? I think he's visiting Anglo-Saxon museums. No, he's working very hard. Um, but we will be here all morning. You can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio. Or you can email the show if you're from uh, ye olde Victorian era <laughs> by the Absolute Radio website. I like it when people email the show. Do you? I don't think we should mock them. Okay. Not least because I spend much of Saturday morning reading out the emails <laughs> that we've received on Friday evenings in my Friday mm. night trawl. Now, I don't necessarily say Victorian in the pejorative sense. Oh, good. There's nothing I like more than a Victorian. Some of my best ex-boyfriends have been. <laughs> um, do you know what I was about to say to you both? Uh-huh. You know how you come out with a cliché? Yeah. I'm saying that in honour of Frank and his strange pronunciation. Right. Um, I was going to say you're a sight for sore eyes. Oh. And then I thought, and I, forgive me if we've discussed this before on the show, I, can, I always lose track. We've done so many, dear. Uh, is it a compliment, that? No. <laughs> well, this is what I'm not sure because n- does it mean <laughs> does it mean your p- appearance is so hideous it's made my eyes sore think so. as a result of looking at you, or does it mean your appearance is so marvellous my eyes feel slightly less sore as a like, result of looking like at you. You look so good. You're a remedy for my eye ache. Yeah. Thanks so much, Al. I don't think it's that. I never <laughs> thought you'd say it. No. I, I always suspected it. I mean, you do, but I am not... <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the common parlance of that phrase, is See, it? Always, Gareth, do you think it's complimentary or negative? I, By the way, text in on 81215 <laughs> if you have any views on... Mm-hmm. If someone said to you, blimey... Are we allowed to say blimey? Yeah, I think blimey's okay. <laughs> um, blimey means God blind me, doesn't it? <laughs> Does it? That's where it comes from, so it's apt for this discussion. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go down a religious cult, <laughs> Um But does your... If someone came in and said to you, wow, I suppose it's tone, isn't it? If someone said, you're a sight for sore eyes, compliment. Mm. If someone said, you're a sight for sore eyes... Negative. I think it's supposed to be a compliment, but I don't think medically. Oh, Yo, you've got sore eyes. Look, look at something nice. That will sort you sort you I right. Believe. I don't think it stands up to no, the scrutiny of so. science. I don't think it's needed a proper study. Well, I read. Well, I think that saying is originally. It might be someone like Jonathan Swift or one of one of that lot. Oh yeah. And my issue with it is I don't think they were exactly sort of Chandler when it came to the irony and sarcasm. <laughs> no. So I don't think he was saying, you're a sight for sore eyes. Anyway, I'd be interested to know your views on that. <laughs> Do text still, us in. I, I still think it's about, you know, people looking bad. <laughs> if somebody <laughs> said it to me, whatever their tone, I'd think, oh, perhaps I should spruce up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody said anything to you, you'd think that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do need to spruce up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. You actually Nailed look great it. this morning. Thanks very much. So do you, Gareth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what inside that counts, apparently. So I want to talk to you both about my internal wiring. It's complicated. Okay, should we play a long song? Or? <laughs> it's, it's what's inside that counts. <laughs> it turns out my internal wiring is very shoddy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Did a mechanic tell you this? <laughs> You'll find out shortly. So I was talking about... Your internal wiring. <laughs> I was... Um, and we do have a text in running right now, which is um, not the one I anticipated, but never mind. It is, uh, is the expression, you're a sight for sore eyes. Oh, yeah. Would you take that as a compliment? <laughs> and if so, why? Um, 
sorry, Alan. Over to our um, Sight for Sore Eyes correspondent, Alan Cochran. 7-7-1 has said, Sight for Sore Eyes is a compliment. It means you are a nice sight for eyes that have seen a lot of bad. (laughs) 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 I I like the idea of having eyes. (laughs) My Twitter biography, I might rewrite that to say (laughs) eyes that have seen a lot of bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Martin Amos novel. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes have seen... It's a shanty. My eyes have seen a lot of bad. Yes. Anyway, meanwhile, over in my wiring... Oh, yes. Now, I don't don't want to offend anyone. Oh, actually, I don't care, which is good. Um, Alan, you strike me as a pragmatic type. You strike me as quite... I can already see the sad eyes. Gareth's sad (laughs) eyes. No, but if I needed to sort my wiring out, I'd probably ring Alan first. It'd be a mistake, but anyway. People often think I'm going to be capable at DIY and I'm a disaster. Gareth? Um, also, I, no one even asks me. <laughs> People know. People know. <laughs> so I've been having some very curious electrical occurrings recently. I've had flickering lights. Uh-huh. I thought that was just flashbacks to right. my... Um, mm, standing the, up too quickly. <laughs> no, I, I just was having memories back to my childhood in 1860 with the flickering lights, but... Also, there have been fuses, tripping, there's been all sorts. I woke up the other day and I have to say it was one of the worst things I've ever woken up to. Uh That's saying something. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, The doorbell was ringing constantly. I mean constantly. Mm. More than usual. Permanently, mm. it wouldn't go well, off. Oh, right, somebody's got their finger on it, like a. It, you've got it in one hour. Like an enforcer or something. Did you think <laughs> that the bailiffs were round? <laughs> That's what I would have worried That's about. That's what it sounded like. It was like in a police procedural drama uh-huh. when they, because people only ever do it in those. Mm-hmm. At the same time, my burglar alarm was going off. <laughs> That's your burglar alarm. Okay. <laughs> well, it's an approximation <laughs> yeah, of yeah. one. It's no, sort of right. if. If your burglar alarm sounded a bit like Fats Domino, uh-huh. and uh, the lights are flicking on and off, can you imagine? That's quite a scary. It was like being yes, in a Big Brother yeah. house when they've got a horrible task. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't really know whether to call the emergency electrician or a priest. Yeah, I mean poltergeist. What's going on? In the end, I called an electrician, who came out, and he was the world's worst electrician, possibly huh. person. Does he listen? Let's hope so. <laughs> I'm going to start by saying I was a bit sus when I looked down and he was wearing frayed tracksuit bottoms. Oh, I didn't even weird. know a tracksuit could fray in that yeah. way. I thought that was more a castaway look. Yeah, they've, yeah, seen, like they've seen some real wear, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> they've seen some bad, those tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> A lot of bad. <laughs> was it like Fred at the bottom, like a Robinson Crusoe vibe? That's that's really weird. If Robinson Crusoe um, spent a lot of time in Sports Direct, <laughs> but you'd have to. I mean, I can't understand how anybody would cause that much friction at that part of the trouser. Like, did they start life with an elasticated cuff? That's what I want to know. I don't want to investigate why they got afraid. Although, don't you like that my burglar alarm was going off, my doorbell was ringing permanently, my lights were flicking on and off. What was my priority? The hen of his tracksuits. <laughs> Thank you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking... Well, shall I finish telling you about my electrics? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) So the house was going haywire, (laughs) like you'd had a poltergeist. I have a question, actually, before we continue. Question. Are all of these things that are going weird, are they all interconnected on, like, an app? Have you got some kind of app that Mm. tells you that... Do you know, I I love it when he gets technical. (laughs) 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 Talk electrics to me, Al. 
Um, I mean, I don't like the idea of those apps, but I know that other people like things in their life that are technological. No, I don't have one of those. Oh, okay. It's a bit 70s, my setup. <clears throat> I, I've Great. got an app. And the electrics. You uh, you've got an app. I've got an app. I don't, I mean, you don't use it as much as you think you would. No. It's a great idea. No, I've got I don't my think heating I would, on an app. So. I've got a heating on an app and two light bulbs. <laughs> oh. I feel, you're not hitting on women in the pub. <laughs> Guess what, girls? Uh, bragging. I don't want to boast, but I've got my heating on an app and two light bulbs. So, uh, how are you doing? Let's go home with Mr. Big Shot over here. <laughs> I, can, I can dim. The light in the boys' room and the dining room light at a touch of a phone. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you genuinely did sound so proud. Yeah. So, I was actually looking for... Uh, do you want to say that again, please? <laughs> I can dim the light. But she's all you ever want. She's the kind of like to flaunt and take to dinner. <laughs> you have to talk over it like you're chatting them up. Uh, that's, the, that's the new thing. I mean, I, I bet, I mean, it doesn't happen in our house, but if you had a lady back, you could mm. dim the lights oh, on right, your yeah. phone app. Yeah. Okay, you should write like a slimy, seduction guide or something. <laughs> yeah. Chapter one, dim, you could dim the lights on your phone app. <laughs> but they'd go off and go, oh, hold on a minute. Sorry, what? what oh, no, now I'm in different one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the end of this tale? Yeah. So anyway, we've got the character with the Flintstonian frayed yes. tracksuit The electricians are, The electrician arrives and he's got frayed jogging bottoms. And a baseball I'm sure cap. he should be wearing some of those reinforced <laughs> knee-type workman trousers because they kneel a lot, <laughs> electricians. <laughs> If you work for Emily, you need reinforced knees because she insists you bow down to her. Yeah, you're not allowed to walk in her property. How dare you tell the truth? Uh, He had a baseball cap at a slight angle. Jaunty. It was a bit jaunty for my liking. Uh, Two sacking offences in one outfit. Okay, he wasn't carrying any equipment, Alan. Oh, I, there is a bit of me that quite likes that. <laughs> oh, why? I once uh, booked a tiler to do some tiling in my kitchen purely because he didn't bring a tape measure and he looked at it and he went, I think it's about one metre by three and he just guessed it. And I oh. thought, oh, you're probably really good at this job. He did tell me that as well. Although, come on, if you've got to turn off a burglar alarm <clears throat> and the bell and the flip seal with the flickering lights, mm-hmm. what, are you going to use a credit card? <laughs> I mean, I know they use that to open the doors in the films, but you need something. A crucifix, hasn't... at least. <laughs> hasn't your <laughs> flat got, like, a giant plug Duplex, thing? please, like it's a not sh- a flat. Like a big off switch. <laughs> <laughs> what, like in the Flintstones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, there's a big pterodactyl, <laughs> and you just pull the tongue out. Yeah. And he goes, ah! Oh, what a way to make a living. <laughs> oh, that's what I said to him when I saw the tracksuit bottoms. So, I wasn't feeling confident. Because what I want, minimum... Was confident his name. <laughs> no. Aye, aye. What I, what I want, minimum, Gareth, right. is some sort of nomenclature on the polo shirt. Oh, right. I want to see a Branding. business. I love a polo shirt mm. with a name on it. You yeah. know? I live for that. So he came in, and do you know what he said? I'll tell you what he looked like, actually, guys. He looked a bit with the tracksuit bottom, nothing in his hands... Uh, the cap. He looked like he might have just been drinking WKD in the park with his uh, friends. Mm. And he said, uh, that's loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a great start. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. My electrician... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not my electrician, I should say. He's a man that turned up to deal with my doorbell, which wouldn't stop and my burglar alarm, which was going off, and flickering lights, all of this permanently. Mm. It was like some Disney ride, horror yeah, ride. awful. So tracksuit man is standing there. He said, that's loud. Tracksuit man is also the electrician for yes. anybody that's just joining. Is he, though? He was wearing a tracksuit with frayed bottoms. His <laughs> verdict was, that's loud. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's why I called you out. Can you have a look at it? He said, all right. And then he sort of... There's no sense of urgency. Had a, had a small puffer coat. Took it off. Said, oh, it's nice round here. He said, did you... Um, I like your walls. Did you do that? I said, I think we've got... A, I mean, this screaming, this burglar alarm. It's a case in the joint. And <laughs> yeah. 
He was making small talk. Nice telly. <laughs> yeah, where'd you keep your valuables? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wears the tracksuit bombs for running away. <laughs> I hadn't invited him round for pleasantries. <laughs> there were people gathered in the street because oh. of the level of noise. It was so loud. I said, you need to fix this. Mm. You can sense I was fr- <laughs> Gareth looked at me it. as if to say, I'm starting to sympathise with tracksuit man. <laughs> I, I pointed him towards the cupboard mm-hmm. and I'm having to apologise to my neighbours, those people outside. I mean, it's, things are hotting up a bit. Mm. Is the cupboard where the fuse box was? Oh, yes. That's where she I shove him in the cupboard. Shove him in there uh, not working. <laughs> I shoved him in the cupboard. <laughs> he said hello to all the other men in there. Nah. Um... He goes in there, and then I hear him say, that's really bad. Oh. I don't want to review. Although I he's seen a lot of it. bad. Sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about your years in prison, which I've no doubt. Hmm. Uh, then he comes out. This noise is still going on. He says, I don't do alarms. What? Uh-huh. I said, I beg your pardon. He said, I do smoke alarms. <laughs> oh, we all do smoke alarms. Yeah, I said, even well, I, I do smoke alarms. Not, yeah, they're really easy. Uh, when you say out. do a smoke <laughs> alarm, we don't. Absolute Radio does not endorse or advise doing this. But in an absolute, as it were, emergency, mm. I mean, I do smoke alarms. Yeah. Mm. So he said, "Well, I, I do smoke alarms." I said, "What? You only do smoke alarms?" <laughs> It was getting nasty at this stage. I was angry. Uh, I was agitated. Also, you were shouting because you have it to be heard above a burglar alarm. Yes. Or a doorbell, rather. I said, is there anything you can do about turning off my burglar alarm, my doorbell and my flickering lights? He said, no. No. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll talk to them about not charging you for the work. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> I hate him. What <laughs> work? Driving out in Flintstonian tracksuit bottoms... Turning up like Daley Thompson. <laughs> and, uh, also, I, I'm I'm nervous about saying this even, but I've got an issue with tracksuit bottoms. Mm. Oh, I feel like, you know how in Elizabethan times people would wear a codpiece. Yeah, yeah. That was made to draw attention to yourself. Yeah, that's how I feel about tracksuit bottoms. Oh. Uh, is this out taking of order? A, taking a historical angle I to feel the like Sports Direct favourites there. I just feel like things are on show in tracksuit bottoms. OK, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll have a drink. Maybe right. I shouldn't be looking, but... <laughs> is the tracksuit... Can't help it, can you? It's like the Mona no. Lisa. It's very much not like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> is the tracksuit... Tra- <laughs> oh, my God. Is the tracksuit bottom the new cod piece? <laughs> Text in on 812.15. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, do you want to know how it all ended with the electrician? I would like to, and I'd also like to... I didn't uh, date an electrician, by the way. Yeah, this is yeah. the end of a relationship story. <laughs> I'm he not drove sure off. I think anything you say could be used in evidence <laughs> <laughs> in court. Well, um. Is he okay? He drove off, not in a van, in a sort of Nissan Micra, no ladder. I'm not sure he was an electrician, no, Ali. I'm sorry. To I think I got the wrong number and he thought I may as well. Not doing yeah. much. It's a while. It's a while. not till... just buzz any man in. Well, oh, now you tell me. If you've taught me. me anything in life, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so, he eventually, he went to drive off, but you know what was odd? I said something as if he was. It was like a relationship was ending. Mm-hmm. I said, I think you better go. <laughs> <laughs> With a slight catch in my voice. There was mm-hmm. about 7% too much emotion. Mm. I cared too much. And he was a bit friendly. He said, all right, see you. Like he'd come around for a coffee. Yeah, it nice. was a very traumatic encounter. Mm. The noise is still going on. Eventually, I called in the big boys. Lovely man. The army? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, lovely man called John. Uh, Shout out to John. He turned up. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention plumbers' um, businesses here. But... Right. Um, they sound so you like... called a plumber for a... Well, the name of the company has plumbers in it. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> OK. Pimlico, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> Pimlico. it is. 
He, it's called Pimlico Plumbers, but he turned up, John, and he was dressed how I like my electricians to be dressed. He had a lovely polo shirt with a logo on it. Right, and a full face mask. Cover... <laughs> <laughs> It's not that bad in my flat. <laughs> coverings for his feet, a van with a ladder on it. Coverings Brilliant. for his feet? Yeah. yeah. She, likes, she likes her staff to be shod. Was, was the other guy barefoot? <laughs> like the Hulk. <laughs> was it the Incredible Hulk that turned up? Yeah. It was Dr David Banner. That's why his hems were frayed, because he had nothing protecting them from the bottom. Oh, you're right. Well, I did eventually. John did an amazing job. And he's a plumber. No, well, the company going. Pimlico do all sorts of oh, things. Do they? Very professional. Oh, Although I've now raised the bar too high on the service front. Right. Because I don't know what you're meant to. Can I say, if there are any electricians or plumbers listening, what do you expect? <laughs> Text in 81215. <laughs> what do you expect? They might have to be more specific. Okay, okay. on they the might, beverage like, and refreshment front. Oh, right. I'd like to know what you think, Al. Well, I think they should be happy with a tea or a coffee. <laughs> um, we don't really have many biscuits in our house unless we know that we've got builders or something coming and then we will buy biscuits. A bit patronising. Begrudgingly. Gareth <laughs> um, likes that. But... Uh, I think you should try and get them onto some sort of more protein-based snack. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the, get them um, to try some nuts. Or well, some I like that. Maybe Do you want a, a cup of tea and maybe seven boiled eggs and a couple of chicken breasts? I think the building yeah, think game is evolving. I think you need to evolving. get the builders paleo. I think the builders are evolving. We did once, um, we used a window fitter uh, a year or so ago, and one of them described himself as... Uh, he only ever accepted tea from me, and I said, are you sure you don't want a coffee? And he went, I'm something of a coffee snob. <laughs> and he'd, wow. he'd brought posh coffee in his own flat. Well, I heard one of my uh, electricians, he brought his mate with him, he said, uh, he told me a story. I mean, he seemed traumatised by it. He mm. said, you know, I believe what they did, these people I went to. He said, they made uh, themselves a coffee with an espresso. Me, they made me an instant. I'd be all right with that. Me personally, <laughs> I think that's out of order. If I ever come I to any of your properties, feel free to make me an instant whilst you make yourself a posh coffee. Did you say okay. any of my properties? I'm not Frank Skinner. Oh, no, I was saying it to everybody in the room. I just own the one. Um, 196 has texted in. He said, kettle boiled and ready every 30 minutes to an hour. That's what he expects. Keep it closer a, to 30. Does he wear frayed tracksuit bottoms? <laughs> we need to know. I think we've got to go. I've got the fez here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, um, do I need do I need to go now? Um, okay. We'll see you later. I don't have anything to get out. After Frankel. after a song and the news. Okay. It sounds like you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner show, by the way. Frank's not here this morning. Sorry. We miss him. I am with the very marvellous Alan Cockrell, though. Oh, I can't find your jingle. Don't worry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Alan actually looks slightly pained when I played that. You know how you look at a partner when they tell the same joke 50 times? Occasionally meet people and they say, do you do Kung Fu or something? Because they play that Kung Fu (laughs) fighting on the radio. Anyway. We need to do Gareth's as well. And Um, the very marvellous Gareth Richards. Oh, I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> This is absolutely perfect. That's all right. This is me. Yeah. This is the sound of my inner world. Yeah. I do apologise. The producer What's actually put her hands on the fader as if to say, we've had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it no, ran- I can provide my own jingle, Emily. Would you, would you like me to? Sure. Saturday morning! I remember That's what that. what I used to do on the show, Adam. That's a thing. Yeah, I I've heard you do that. When really? we've worked together oh, here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When the producer... Give put- the people what they want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, it turns out. Um, when the producer put her hands on the fader, she did it in a... I mean, I wouldn't say she was angry, but it, I think if um, f- hands could speak, her fingertips would have been saying, I think we've had enough of that. <laughs> she sort of shepherded you out of the way with her shoulder and back, which makes me think she'd probably be quite a good footballer. <gasps> Rugby you know player, I, I thought, the way she went for the legs and like, pushed over with the shoulder. That's rude. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when I was in a car with a friend's um, very posh mum and uh, the song Sexy Eyes by Dr Hook came on mm-hmm. and she said, I think we've heard enough of that, and turned it off. 
Uh, We've been talking about a lot on the show this morning. I say a lot. We've predominantly been talking about my wiring going wrong. And And the uh, cavalcade of characters that have been coming through your door to deal with them. And I finally... Some guy in sawn-off tracksuit bottoms. (laughs) Like that scene when Rocky's chasing a chicken around. That's what I'm picturing. That was traumatic for you, Cockrell. What? Wasn't it? The Rockies. Watching the chicken being chased around. That, you have recurring nightmares about that. Yeah, I have nightmares about that one where he runs up all those stairs as well. I think, oh, my knees. Well, but I was talking, I did eventually get teamed up with a wonderful man, mm. uh, fairly professional purposes. <laughs> His name's John, he's with Pimlico, and I adore him. He's been in my house all week. But oh. I have had... <laughs> Can't escape, pull that. <laughs> I will let him go eventually. It's in that cupboard. The problem is, I was saying to Al, I don't know, I've been, I've set the bar. I think I might have set it too high on the beverage front and I'm keen to know from any plumbers or electricians or men about, or women about the house, what they think. Well, you've lit up the switchboard with this question of what what should we give. I'm going to say it, the staff. What should we well, give the hired help to uh, Yes. Well, was Emily so, going to tell us what she gave him first? Oh, OK. okay. You sure? And then um, we can <laughs> see how it goes against whether... It can be like a family fortune. It's going to make everybody else's offering you said, look bad. Our survey said... <laughs> well, initially I started with tea. Right. Um... So um, one tea. One tea. And then I said, oh, do you then... fancy some lunch, John? <laughs> you never. Lunch? Is that not normal? I thought I needed to make it. <laughs> this party is catered. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. He's a very unassuming chap. Mm. Not remotely demanding. Very <laughs> polite. No one is at the start. Uh, <laughs> Give it to the end of the week. Not message for uh, Madame Cockerell. <laughs> <laughs> I said... Uh, what sort of anything you like in a sandwich? So this is what I'm imagining. Yeah. Imagine a beautifully laid table, mm-hmm. candelabra, right, crystal, silverware. And all set out some, when John comes in. His knee pad trousers. <laughs> At least he had the right kit on. Emily, this Emily in a silk kimono. Even <laughs> the Pimlico Plumbers polo shirt. Anyway, a bucket of ice. What do you make? I made lunch? him. I ham and cheese sandwich. Nice. I cut it into four. I thought like that he's was... a child. Yes, like he was a child. Triangles or squares? Um, triangles. <laughs> is that Not weird? Not so bad. Squares would have been patronising, but is triangles that is for a the thing. I gave him... Why did I give him... Tri- I wanted him to be cared for. I gave him crisps... I worried that he might not like salt and vinegar, so I got him a choice of ready salted as well. And oh, nice. um, did you get crisps in, especially? Yeah, I went to the shops to buy them. Starting <laughs> <laughs> so with a top. A touch. I got him three choices of chocolate bar. I didn't know if he was a Twix or a Galaxy man. Goodness me! Wowzers. Um, he liked. I said I had Cokes, but he said he liked Lucasade. So I went out and bought him a Lucasade. What? A Lucasade. And uh, have a cold. <laughs> That's medicine. Yeah. And then the bar started raising later in the week. I said, would oh, you fancy a toasty? I thought I'd better mix it up. Because wow. yeah, I don't... Can't, can't survive on cold food for the whole... It's time <laughs> you introduce hurt cuisine. By Friday, it was full-on bacon butties. <laughs> I was putting Lovely. ketchup and mayonnaise on. Excellent. So, please tell us, what do our readers think? We've got a lot of texts that go along the line of um, a copper is grand, a biscuit or two sometimes goes nice, that sort of thing. We've oh. got we've got that times, you know, about a thousand. So okay. you've definitely gone <laughs> above and beyond the call of duty. Mm. Have I? 738M said, what comes after S in the alphabet? Emily, can you answer that question? What comes after S in the alphabet? Oh, are you clever little thing, T? Yes, that'd be lovely, thank you. <laughs> oh, I think that's my electrician. <laughs> Do you think I've done too much, be honest? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, we're we're hearing from problem. electricians and, and plumbers um, this morning and just what they like what they like to eat and drink. I uh, Jimmy has tweeted and said this is what I usually get, hashtag handyman. There's a Mars, a breakaway, two, no, three Twix, two Mars, a breakaway, and two rolls and a cup of tea. It's a lot, isn't it? I mean, it's making me feel guilty. I, uh, I once had a, an electrician that changed my life. Oh, I, wow. I booked an electrician. <laughs> How many electricians does it take to change your life? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
genuinely, this guy, he was doing a rewire and he would come in every day and moan about the wires in the house that needed a rewire. Mm-hmm. And he had a... It had two catchphrases. One of them was, you've got a right menagerie of wires. <laughs> that was one of his things. Mm. And uh, and the other one was, he, he said, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. All these wires. And I was thinking, you're an electrician. You can't possibly be surprised. He sounds like Terry Christian. By the fact that your day includes wires. Like, no. And it, I, he moaned so much about wires and... Eventually, he did the work after um, mm. a tete-a-tete with me, <laughs> um, and uh, it changed my life because I realised, oh, I, I don't want to be the sort of person that goes. I mean, I am mm. miserable, but I don't moan about things that I should expect. So I try not to go. Oh God, I am a comedian. Sometimes there's audiences, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> ridiculous stuff. Like, oh God, you know, I had to catch a train to tell my jokes in Leicester. Of course you did. That's exactly. part of the gig. Don't compl- I mean, that's what I love about John. Um, he- John the plumber. Yeah, John the electrician. electrician he, he loves wires. Good. And I'm he glad loves to hear wiring. That. Boys, do you know, we will return to this. Any um, plumbers and electricians, call me. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about the John Lewis ad. Have either of you seen it? Mm. Thoughts, please? Do you want to explain what it's, the narrative concept, in in case anyone hasn't seen it? Yes, there's a a little girl with red hair, and Mm. she's got a friend who's a dragon. There's no explanation why she's got how she's got a friend yeah. who's a dragon. She's just got a friend who's a dragon. Yeah. And this dragon breathes fire. Mm. And all. you know what? Very much as you were saying, Alan, mm-hmm. that a key to a happy life is to not complain about things you should expect. <laughs> yes. This advert is all about that. Right. So this right. dragon breathes fire. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's <laughs> downsides. To, to being uh, able to breathe fire to, in a domesticated situation, a built-up urban area. Yeah, he's yeah. something of a fire hazard. Built, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a fire hazard. Yes. Yeah, I think I would guess um, that. I mean, we should say I've I've watched it several times. Big and fan. Big fan. Well, he's called Excitable Edgar. Yeah. I was relieved because I knew an excitable Edgar at university. He <laughs> didn't, right, he didn't you breathe did. fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's got. He's a funny-looking chap. The John Lewis character. He's got a very low centre of gravity. Mm. Is a kind way to put it. Pasha hips. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a bit like the body shape is a bit elderly Maradona. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say he has a very forgiving friend because essentially he is a dangerous arsonist. <laughs> oh, I think he's an accidental arsonist, but also I think you know it's. You're, you're right. He's mm. he's a dragon, and they are a health and safety nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. I, I actually think he's a sociopath. <laughs> Yikes! But well, I mean, I empathised with that girl. I have to say, <laughs> she loves him. It says a lot to me it's about Ava having a friendship. I'll tell Eva. you why, Al. She loves him. She has a friend who she loves and adores and cherishes and wants around all the time, despite the fact that he continues to wreak havoc in social situations and humiliate her. I can't think which male friend it reminded me of. (laughs) Love you, Frank. Miss you. (laughs) We are talking about... Excitable Edgar. Mm. Who's the um, star of this year's John Lewis Christmas advert. Terrible teeth. <laughs> Very gappy. I mean, I like a gap, but come on, mate. Mm. Maybe they're trying to shift a few units of electric toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah. A state of them, though. They've smuggled in quite a lot of things that you can buy, I think. Oh, have they? Yeah, Christmas pudding at the end. Well... Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, I think the statute of limitations in which, you know, that's passed, doesn't it, in which people can say spoiler alert, to be fair, yes. for that ad. It's, it's not long. Two and a half seconds. Yeah. Two and a half seconds, two and a half minutes. So if you haven't seen it, I don't... And also, spoiler alert, I mean, it's a very disappointing end twist to the yeah. commercial. It's um, because he... 
the problem he has is he's setting fire to things accidentally. without accidentally. <laughs> like tinsel and a Christmas tree and a pond and he's stuff a, like that. Yeah, he's, he's a twisted he's, fire he's, starter. He As I say, health <laughs> and, and safety should, nightmare. Oh, yeah. they should have used that music. They have um, Dan from Bastille singing oh, Oreo right. Speedwagons, Can't Fight mm. This Feeling Anymore. Mm. And uh, producer started dancing when I mentioned that. This is what the young do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the drunk. And uh, it, it's sometimes both. It's nice <laughs> to see both parts of the Venn diagram here. <laughs> well, when Frank's off, they they take advantage. <laughs> they do. They have the late. No, no, they don't. Mm. I have to say, she, I didn't smell any alcohol in the studio this morning. What am I saying? Well, it's either, <laughs> it's either, it's either get an early night life. or get an early night or just carry on Friday night all the way through sometimes, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? That's the thing. So what you two did. Um, <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? The arsonist. The song. Oh, yeah. The other thing about the arsonist, he's very passive-aggressive. <laughs> he, When he's discovered, he... Uh, we should say, yeah, just to recap... Uh, and he will kill again, FYI. Mm. He you think he's killed? Well, he's he's killed their joy. He's oh, destructive. Right, yeah. He walks, waddles in. Yes. Um, someone's been at the mince pies, mate. Yeah. And he, first of all, what's, he, what's his... Um, I can't believe you're body shaming that dragon. <laughs> What's I, it, in I his reign of there terror, could dragons, just, there could be fat dragons me. listening to this, going, "This is my lived truth." Excuse me, in his, I've been called a fat dragon. In his reign of terror, <laughs> how does the, the tragedy start? So, firstly, he sets fire. Oh, oh he, he um, destroys the snowman. Yeah, he melts the snowman. Then he destroys Which, the, ice. By the By the way, John Lewis have publicly apologised for the children who were upset that he's killed Olaf. They haven't. Yeah, they have. Have Which, they really? Yes. Okay. Apparently, a lot of kids were like, oh, the dragon has burnt Olaf to death. <laughs> right. From Frozen. May I say to those children, and my dad died when I was four. You can get over this. <laughs> You guys. can definitely get oh, over this. Guys. Oh, <laughs> so, if we're going to play Death Top Trumps, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Don't mess with the big boys. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about the John Lewis ad and Edgar the Excitable. Mm. And, I mean, and can I say, Emily is wildly projecting yes. <laughs> onto this relationship between a young girl and her dragon friend That's all right. of her previous relationships. <laughs> that does seem to be happening. I mean, Whilst we're discussing very... this... It was, um, I've discussed it with my therapist, the John Lewis ad. She texted me and said, need to talk to you, re-JL ad. Whilst we're discussing this, can we just do a, uh, a shout-out and a hats-off to at John Lewis on Twitter, who is not the John Lewis shop, um, who's like a computer science professor or something, mm, mm. who has to field a million uh, tweets about the John Lewis advert every year and yes. responds to some of them very amusingly. Yes. Really surprisingly funny <laughs> for somebody who's a computer science professor, I thought. But and he says every year things like, oh dear, it's that time yeah. of year again. He puts something like, I didn't have anything to do today anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My issue with uh, Edgar the Excitable right. is that I, I worry about the resolution it is no resolution. Yes. What I, happened? I, I thought you meant like the pixels on the advert. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking they spent no, all no. that money, seven million pounds, <laughs> and Emily can see a flaw on the screen. No, it wasn't that. I it's... do reckon it was seven million pounds. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mainly Good. in spare fire extinguishers, I think, <laughs> for the crew. Seven million. You'd think they could have tidied up his teeth a bit in post. Yeah. With that I kind of money. Some of that must have been in uh, in. Christmas puddings from Waitrose for mm. props. Well, that's how it ends. We should say, so what happens oh, yeah. is after his various incidents, he then, she finds a way in which he can be useful. She turns yep. his um, terrible affliction into um, a useful tool for the villagers. Mm. He breathes on the Christmas pudding. Yeah. I have Which a is tiny. Yeah. Is it? I mean, the, he really walks into a room pudding. with about 25 people in it and he gets out a... Christmas pudding that, frankly, I consider to be enough for one. But hey, I would say maybe there's a loaves and a fishes follow-up coming. I don't know. I would say, can I tell you about my issue with the resolution? Is yeah. that it was a very unresolved um, 
ending to the story, he will kill again. You yes. haven't sorted out the root cause of the problem. The mm. dragon has impulse control issues. <laughs> right. He's avoidant about his affliction, and he mm. will not take responsibility for his behaviour. He chooses to sulk after each rampage, and all you've done is applaud him for doing the thing that was causing your community great pain. Is this what you meant about projecting? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Emily sees this. this. <laughs> Emily sees this advert as a story of a man who has got more problems that like the thing that he's good at is not worth all of the collateral damage oh yeah and I feel like this all is all nights like that uh, Emily projected I saw this as trying to domesticate something that maybe should not be domesticated oh yeah and like causing because I, I feel like he is a juvenile dragon uh, oh, we think he's a young offender. I think he's a young dragon. He's a young offender. Yeah. Asbo, that's what I thought. Do you and, still get Asbo? 8.15. And, so. and the truth is that he's going to grow... 8.15, I'm sorry. He's going to grow, need to go and find a cave by himself, maybe a big pile of treasure to sit on, Man and cave. probably kidnap that woman. Yeah. <laughs> When she That's grows true. up. Do you know, I was hating the dragon. Now you're making him sound like a real catch. <laughs> Frank Skinner. heard from this is the frank skinner show btw mm -hmm. not we're of the year Look, frank 1998 is, frank is in absentia oh um, is that the new anglo-saxon museum I in rochdale so, yeah. <laughs> uh we had an email earlier on that i'd like to bring your attention to it's uh, titled a touch of frost dear frank et al et M. Mm -hmm. I think, I Sorry, Gareth. A. Sorry, Gareth. Uh, I hope this makes Alan's Friday night troll, for I can bear this burden alone not a moment longer. I mean, when someone starts like that, you've got to give it um, some airtime, haven't you? <laughs> I urgently need your help to tackle the scourge of winter that affects every British household at this time of year. Mm -hmm. I am, of course, referring to TV weather presenters' inability to warn us of a pending icy precipitation without using the phrase, a touch of frost. <laughs> like it's a technical meteorological term rather than a common phrase popularised by David Jason's 90s TV <laughs> detective drama. I'm not unreasonable. Occasional limited usage is perfectly acceptable. I beg to differ. <laughs> please, not every time. And certainly not with a smug look that says this is a... Weather, fa a fancy weather boffin's term. Don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> Who's this I, from? I like. Sorry. Uh, can I suggest serial offenders such as Carol Kirk would try the following <gasps> alternatives? Frost, frosty, some frost. <laughs> Consigning a touch of frost, they then um, they, they go ATOF for that. Yes. To occasional guest appearances. Does this annoy anyone else, or do I just need to get a grip or stop watching the weather? Warmly yours, Jack Frost. <gasps> Warmly yours. I love. But I don't Derek. know if that's a joke name. I think it's their real name. Well, yeah, although because it says on the thing, it's from Jack Frost. Let's not Frost. read out their email address. He was no, throwing... Um, JF was... Jack Frost was throwing a bit of shade, Carol Kirk. Bit of nightshade, yeah. Well, I love a bit of CK. Yes. CK1. Can but I, just... I can imagine how that would be annoying for this person. I have a similar thing at this point of year when um, people start talking about how many sleeps it is until Christmas. Oh, don't. I, every time I think, well, it's... It's like if it's 28 oh. nights till Christmas, they'll go, oh, it's 28 sleeps oh, till Christmas. And I always think, well, not my, for my father-in-law. He sleeps three times every television <laughs> show that he's watching. So <laughs> it's just not true. Also... It's not a scientific measurement. Well, exactly. It depends on your your age, your state of health. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I tell you... Non-narcoleptic. <laughs> Can I tell you what I... Oh, you're in a coma? Yes, exactly. I mean, that man I was once set up on a date with, thanks, Dad, who'd been in a coma for 12 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... He missed a few Christmases, <laughs> didn't he? How many sleeps did he have till Christmas? <laughs> Woke up to well, all of his teenage clothing. <laughs> well, he didn't... One sleep till Christmas <laughs> at 2010. <laughs> Dead in the 90s. Can I just say what I hate about Christmas? Excellent. Eight twelve fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> what I lo loathe some things about Christmas. Mm. It's actually making me 
feel ill. I could feel the nausea surge up in my stomach mm-hmm. as I... I can't know I can even say it. I'm going to get it out quickly. If it were done, it was best that I did it quickly. <laughs> to paraphrase Macbeth, <laughs> Thank Lady you. Macbeth. <laughs> How dare you? That's what the electrician called me when he left. Um, oh, my God. Oh, Al, I hate this so much. OK, I'm going to do it very quickly. It's when people post pictures of a tree or anything and say, it's beginning to look a lot like oh. Christmas. Oh! It's that time. Uh, this is the Frank Skinner show, by the way. Frank's not here. I miss him. I love him. But. I'm with Gareth Richards and I'm with the Cockerel. Morning. And you can text the show just the one morning. Uh, you can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Gareth, it's lovely to have you here. Yeah, it's so nice to be here. And this, uh, um, autumn day, leaves turning golden out the window in Golden Square. You're doing the weather now. Touch <laughs> 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 <Touch> of frost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that it went a bit country file audition. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's been going on with you, please? Oh, um, oh, I've met someone. <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Huh? Drama. Um, <laughs> wow, things are hotting up round here. I've got a new friend. Oh, oh. a friend! It's a I very love it thing. when you make a friend with a, com- a comedian friend. Oh yeah. So um, I had a gig in Lancaster. <coughs> Sorry ve- if you lost. Very shout out to Lancaster. <laughs> very long drive up to Lancaster from Bournemouth, mm. and yeah. I was on the bill with um, a new young comedian mm. called Andrew White. Can we uh, get some intel on him? You're going to Google it. Okay. Um, And um, he's he's 20 years old. Uh Uh-huh. And he's been going since he was like 16, I think. Sorry, what have you turned into the Miss World announcer? (laughs) He's 20 (laughs) years old. Pirouette from Andrew White. and, um, And it turns out he lives like 15 minutes away from me. Okay. So he's proper local... I'd prefer that in miles, but anyway. <laughs> like sleeps till Christmas all over again. But <laughs> Beginning to look the, a lot like. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you share the... Uh, did you ju- drive up to yeah, Lancaster and back shared together? Yeah, I drove, the petrol, yeah. Share the petrol money, nice. Is yeah. that what comics do, FYI? Some do, some don't. I tend not to take it. Um, that, do you not get to an age well, when you right don't... for some. <laughs> I, I sort of think of Ten it as... Ten-hour drive, Alan. I always think of it as an expansive thing, like, ah, oh, don't worry about the petrol money, I'll get a lift off you one day. I'm never getting a lift off them in a bloody micro or whatever it is. I, li- I, like, um, that Alan, I like that Alan thinks that Simon Cowell. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I've got this. Yeah. I'll take care of the petrol money. Forward. <laughs> yeah. So what's happened with Andrew White? I mean, is this friendship special to you? I don't... Is this... Well, yes, we, we had a very long... Well, we got to know each other very well on the way up um oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a long journey it's how it works and then there's the way down again afterwards okay. <laughs> mm. um it became a metaphor for mm. my career for a moment then and he <laughs> he's a young he's fun on the way 20. up on the way down it was seemed longer <laughs> i like the way alan laughed at that in the way only a fellow comic can laugh at that did he's 20 years old mm. Um, that's quite an age gap, it if is. you don't mind me saying. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's and and it's daunting in a way as, mm. as you get older. I mean, you wouldn't know, Emily. No, such, um, but um, with people with a, a, a an age gap, you think, well, will, will we have anything in common? Mm. We did. We've done the first episode of a podcast. You listen to a podcast? No, together. we made one. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, oh um, you're working together now. Yeah, Who's your collaborator? We, like, I want someone to do a podcast with, and he lives just nearby. Oh, Excellent. Lovely. So, um, uh, and we, what's the podcast we, theme? Um, it's called Twenty Years Apart. I mean, we might Lovely. never put it out. Oh, really? It's not been yeah. done yet. Well, we did the first episode, but you know, I thought this was the launch. I am. Um, yeah, so no, I, I thought this I, was I, the hot I, launch. I, I, yeah. I thought I, this was the premiere. I always have a breakdown after I start a project. So tell um, me, but, um, um, <laughs> wow, glad you're not my electrician. <laughs> so tell me, what do you like about him? I'm holding the face. Well, so what I'd like you, you to I do? I can tell you that already. He lives 15 <laughs> minutes driving. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Gareth was telling us earlier... This is the Frank Skinner Show, by the way. I'm with Gareth Richards. I'm with Alan Cochran. I love them both. Gareth was yeah, telling us about a, 10 hours with a 20-year-old. It's <laughs> not a what it friend. sounds like. <laughs> yeah, a it's new a new friend. friend. It's a new friend. Um, Do you give out sage advice as the sort of elder oh, of the car? Oh, I won't shut up about it. That's, I think it's that's very much the role that I would advice. automatically take. Does you know? he you have to be careful with the advice because you think, oh, I've done some things in my life. Can the man. child drive? Can the child yeah, drive a car? Drive. Okay. Don't patronise his friend. patronising. I will be. He is. He's given him 10 hours of sage advice when I you, you have to be careful don't you when you get older is what I'm realising just banging on about telling people how to live their lives yes oh I thought they wanted that no, although I used I, I mean I have friendships with the um, the creatures the young creatures on the show mm. Faye and Sarah I get on mm. very well with them mm-hmm. but, uh, but and again they, we give them sage advice that's why we we're do. helping them with their um, young lives thing is if you feed them they never leave you alone <laughs> that's what <laughs> you have that to right? Learn. yeah yeah so, do you think you see this friendship running and running? Well, so first day we're going to meet up to do the podcast. Mm. So when are we going to meet? He said, "Oh, I'm free from um, half two. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, "Oh, great, that'd be great. See you then." Mm. So I, th- I can you sense that I've made a mistake there? Yeah. Mm. Because, and I'm a little bit all over the place at the moment in my little brain. But I assumed I'm free from half two meant that we were meeting at two. Alan, huh? over two, two. or no, Alan? half two. Sorry. Uh, half two, I've been, right? I've been an idiot <laughs> even saying that. Um, yes, yeah, I, I thought we were meeting at two. I would take. I 2:30. thought he was coming to my house at two thirty. Yes, I did. Yeah, I keep saying two. <laughs> it's absolute. It's quite an important a, bit of this conversation. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Can I be honest? It's making me think you're lying about the entire story. Yeah, yeah. Get your story straight. Okay. This I've feels got, like you know I've those no police friends. procedural things <laughs> when they yeah. say no comment. I've got I've got an imaginary twenty-year-old friend. Haven't we all, dear? Well, Andrew. Haven't we all, dear? So. Let the so side down. He didn't come what? over at half past two, did he? Um, Alan. He did not arrive at half past two, no. What time did he arrive? I had been from, from half past twelve, I started cleaning the house. Weird. From top to the bottom. Don't care I know, but how do I know? Clean. Could arrive and I know. He yeah. probably lives in squalor, but I. No, you know, they do, because they have likely. pastel walls and cactus. No, Cacti he lives now? with his parents, and his parents might be tidy. Oh. And he could be like, well, mm-hmm. a little girl, a friend of my sons came round mm. the other day Emily and she and said their friends. she said to me um, why don't you tidy your house <laughs> ouch I'm Joan Rivers Lil hey, Joan why Rivers don't, why don't you get out <laughs> so uh, um, what so what did he what time did he turn up please um, I think at um, so I was explaining about half two I think at quarter past three he sent me a text saying I'm on my way Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds like me. I think that's perfectly normal. Yeah. If this was me, this friendship's over. <laughs> is it? Yeah. And, well, the thing is, there is part of me, but then I was like, he's, you know, he's, he's from a different generation to me. Yeah. You know, we have to take, you know, and we have to be... he's the only comedian that lives 15 minutes, minutes, 15 away, from minutes <laughs> away from me. <laughs> what other friends have I got? And I was like, when he arrived, I was like, <laughs> This is a funny anecdote for the start of the about different generations, isn't it? I mean, you're going to think this is funny. But when you said you were free from half past two, I thought you were going to arrive at half past two. But oh. no, you haven't. Oh, <laughs> and it was a very funny start to this. Very fu- mm. funny. And then was so, it okay? It's fine, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, no, I meant... Um, I didn't cry on the walls or anything, like, he's 20, and he actually stopped. I don't, well, think, he, I don't think he heard, he was on his phone. <laughs> of course he was, playing Candy Crush. The good thing is... No, he wasn't, he's very The good thing is, um, Man. he'll never know. Yeah. Wait, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I've really gone off then. We were talking... Have we had any outside world, by the way, chaps? Um, we have. Um, 285 said, Hi, it's Paul, the washing machine, cooker, kettle, microwave, dishwasher, hoover, repair man. <gasps> if you have any issues with the above appliances. Oh, I thought you meant it was the tracksuit, the man who turned up at my house no, with no, the tracksuit. No, 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 okay. not that guy, I don't oh, think. Oh, is he suggesting I call him? Yes. Um, okay. He says, so... If so, I'll be around for my dinner at about 12.30. Oh. Plowman's pickle on my sandwich, please. 
Oh, I don't offer pickle. <laughs> well, you've no accidentally pickle. started a um, <laughs> trades people discussing what they like to eat and drink texting. Um, 984, Jason from Wanstead. I'm Hello, Jason. A, I'm a plumber. Please don't offer me soya milk in my tea because your prices will double. <laughs> I do feel like there is now a stigma against the actual cow's milk drinker. There's so a, do I. There was a few yeah. times at the Edinburgh Festival I was offered oat milk, soy milk, but not animal milk. I know, you've got to have normal I'm milk. A monster. Well, although John, my lecky, he doesn't like... Spark. Yeah, Sparky my Spark. Sparky John. He, Sparky John doesn't like, he said, you know, I was around at house the other day, I was offered full fat milk. Couldn't believe it. Oh, that's what he'd be getting offered at my house. Well, he'd be getting offered raw milk at They my specify house. sometimes. He brought his uh, apprentice with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like liars. I don't like con men. That's what Alan Sugar says. He wasn't like that. He brought his apprentice with him, and his apprentice, I said, oh, do you want a, a soft drink, a Coke? Coke Zero. Oh. They're very precise now. Aren't they? They don't just do coffee. They want cappuccino. 878 is a tradesperson after my own heart. A coffee is wonderful, but more than anything, we'd like to just be left alone. It's <laughs> oh. a beautiful sentiment. I've actually got that written in, oh, a, Greta Garbo. in a really nice font on every wall of my house. <laughs> really? You've got it tattooed yeah, yeah. just above your it's, heart. You've got to have something to live by, haven't you? I, I'd like to return to uh, Gareth's 20-year-old pal I now. I bet you would. Right. Uh, I was once um, asked, did I have any, ha- have any advice for a, a 20-year-old? And I thought about it and I said, look after your posterior chain. Oh. What the muscles are all the back of the body. Oh, They're right. really important. I didn't know what that was. I, do you know what I um, thought it was? I thought I it was a strange... I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a sort of strange garment Kim Kardashian, perhaps, yeah. or what, the posterior no. chain. Could you explain, please? Thank you. I think you. everybody needs to learn to hip hinge, which I learned late in life after a back problem, and hip hinging is really useful, and looking after your posterior chain will all fall into place there. You don't want a bad back. Tell people when they're 20... And then they might be okay when they're 40 rather than seeing a Cairo or an osteo or a whatever. Yes. Okay. So you you're also, so maybe you could say that to Andrew. Sage advice from the cockerel there. Yeah, maybe you could say... Yeah, that doesn't make you sound like an old man at all. <laughs> <laughs> suspect it does. Start doing back exercises now. You'll thank me later. Um, I mean, I just hip have... engine. It's really no useful. No one is ever uh, going to do that. Well, if I was going to get... <laughs> If I was going to give the young advice, you know, when people say, I think I would say, rule one, don't overpluck your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That was my second one. Rule two, never trust a man with two mobiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number three, if a dragon knocks on your door wanting to be friends, don't be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What advice have you given him then? Uh, um, <laughs> don't go into strange men's houses. <laughs> oh dear, it's all taking another dark turning. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What's happening, boys? Well, uh. I didn't Sir... mean to sound quite so odd then. I do apologise. Sir. Sir Rod Stewart has been in the news this week because uh, he's finally unveiled his model railway. Uh, I don't know if you're aware that Rod Stewart is a keen model oh, railway enthusiast. He's the loneliest man in the world. I'm not sure he is. I think he's a very popular man. I played that by mistake. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. But I want to say I actually love this story and it's I good, love Rod it? and I love that he's made the model railway. I was being cruel. Well, I was having I was having jokes. I mean, a little-known fact that may have uh, passed you by is that he did an interview with the BBC in 2013 where they wanted to see the model railway, and he said, no, some things are private. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I enjoyed. Um, but then apparently it's made the news because he allowed the, you know, whatever magazine it was to... It was a mo- railway oh, modeler railway magazine. Railway magazine. One of my favourites. I bet Frank subscribes. And then... Um, Jeremy Vine, BBC Two's Jeremy Vine, who's also kind of a friend of the show and a fan of the show. Adore Jezza. He started speculating that Rod Stewart hadn't done all of this stuff. And uh, Rod Stewart went on in a kind of a defensive interview saying, I I did actually, thank you very much. We live in a cynical, cynical age. Yeah. 
when people like Vine <laughs> are the cynics. Like, I don't think we can really can I just that say, model railway. <laughs> I lo- Jezza, I thought, had quite reasonably suggested he can't have built it all himself, because I would have made that assumption. Mm-hmm. He's Rod Stewart, he's got a lot on, he's ordering leopard print leggings from ASOS. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, size uh, size um, M, I think he's a medium. Do you think? 100. You think he's That's how much they cost. Oh, OK, not um, bad. I would have made the same assumption, Jeremy, if you're listening. He, Rod Stewart, then decided to call in. He did. Mm. Can you imagine if we had that? Put yourself in Jez's shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is basic. That's big. I mean, imagine if we had, oh, Frank, Dame Judy's online too. Oh, yeah. She says she didn't give you a death stare (laughs) that time outside the (laughs) ivy. Richard Hammond, online seven, Frank. And there's a Komodo dragon in reception. <laughs> we'd never stop. That's all. We'd be working mm. in a call centre if we had to yeah. deal with people. We'd said controversial things about. Jezza handled it fabulously. And did you hear the interview? I didn't hear the interview, but I, uh, I, I, did. I did read some quotes from it. Rod said, my wife called and she said they're insinuating you didn't build it all yourself. Uh, <laughs> does that not sound like Rod Stewart? Bob Hoskins good. playing Rod Stewart. It's good. <laughs> there next to my mother, FYI, lovely. Is that right? Um, nice. I'll keep it light now. Yeah. Um, he said, what I love when I heard the interview was Rod said to Jezza, he said, well, you know what they say, Jeremy? They say model railroads are never finished. Oh, uh, yeah. Do they say that? I mean, as popular proverbs go, is mm. it up there with a stitch in time saves yes. nine? Yeah. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> I'd I like s- to hear that Rod Stewart song. <laughs> <laughs> Model Railway. Model Railway is never finished. <laughs> I think um, that particular Rod Stewart song might have been covered by Satchmo. <laughs> yeah. But uh, can I say, I want to praise Rod for this. Oh, yeah. Because better than playing video games taking funny things mm. with silly ladies or men. Oh, yeah. He's doing an innocent... Sounded a bit odd, yeah. <laughs> He's doing a lot... It's, I would say it's, uh, there's an element of meditation to it. Yes. It's focus, mm-hmm. there's yeah. detail. Oh, a lot of detail. He's safe in his attic, where I like and, them. And sometimes in a spare room, he gets a hotel with an extra room to do mm. these bits of carpentry and modelling. Yes. It's a really positive little hobby he's got, isn't it? I'm just surprised because I thought if he was going to have a hobby, it would be sailing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you notice the papers said, I am railing? Oh, Oh, nice. I didn't know that. No. But he also said... I like both jokes. Oh, no, I've upset Gareth now. It's all right. I'm going to have to... Oh, no, he's really upset. I was shocked there weren't more people in the models because he's good at the faces. I'm here all day, ladies. Gentlemen, no, you trying, said ladies. The, jokes. the Fez has arrived, but Gareth, I he's want in to... a band called Faces. Yeah. Actually, he's telling <laughs> he's a young woman, and it's, it's all getting a bit tragic. You have to explain for the twenty-year-olds. <laughs> I, I want, I want to say, I liked. Rod said, "You know why I like Rod? He another Money? thing he said. <laughs> How dare you? Um, he said, I find beauty in what everyone else sees as ugly. He's a man for me." <laughs> Uh, We're talking about Rod Stewart, and what I think is his rather marvellous little hobby. I won't patronise him. His rail... He says railroad, because it's actually a model of uh, New York, isn't it? And Chicago? It's like a 1940s American uh, railway. I think he he picked American because the trains are a bit bigger, or something like Mm -hmm. that. Oh. And the the buildings, big buildings, skyscrapers. Taking him 23 years... Yeah. He's done 19 tours during that Has period. It, really? it took to um, reconstruct the model. And it's great. I, I have to say that I like a celebrity who calls into a radio show. Yes. That doesn't mean I want anyone to call in yeah, today. Yeah, don't bother. But uh, Simon Cowell. Frank, is it true that you said my hair looked like black shredded wheat? <laughs> <laughs> no, Simon, he would never say that, Frank. Um, the thing is, though, you know he said it's very noisy. You know he has actual sound effects on the oh, train. Oh, yeah, it's like a soundscape mm. thing going on. He's got people talking. He's got bird Brilliant. song. 
Well, he did say that he's done it all himself, um, apart from the wiring. Oh, that I like this. Very good at. Well, well, well I've got a man for got him. Do you know what he said? Braid tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> he said. This That's is why he was in a rush. This is a bit I really liked. Yeah. Because he said the only thing I wasn't very good at, and still am not, is the electricals. <laughs> And, uh, but I also like the fact that he wasn't very good at it and he still is not. Like, there's no improvement. I wondered how he'd got his hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot, doesn't it? Do you know it? what I call it? I call Rod's hair Coronation Street Matriarch Chic. Meets If I want it, <laughs> gets 240 volts through them. I used to live near a Rod Stewart lookalike and I would I'll see stop him just, name dropping. I'm sick of it. Just pop into the shops in South London with his Rod Stewart hair, but like tracksuit bottoms on. And I wonder if he's now got like a less good railway set since mm-hmm. this has come out. Because yeah. he might be thinking, if it's good enough for the real Rod, yes. it's probably good enough as a hobby for me as well. I think I thought it showed Rod in a marvellous light. Me too. I really did. I it's thought, good to have a hobby. It's good to have a hobby. It keeps him on the straight and narrow. Mm. See what I mean? I found, yeah. uh, I found out <laughs> my wife has a hobby. Straight and parallel. You find out you what? I found out my wife has a hobby this What's, week. A uh-oh. secret <laughs> hobby. Oh She'd been calling Misha's men again. <laughs> we were on a dog walk and she said, um, have I told you my hobby that I do on dog walks? And I said, no, you have not. And um, oh it turns out she sees how far she can walk with her eyes shut. <laughs> on a dog walk okay. in a field. Are you, abs- are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Like, if she feels like the path becoming grass, she'll think, OK, and she'll start walking back onto the path. I'm not kidding. She's fantastic at it. I had a girl, I could do about three steps. She can do half a mile, fully eyes shut. I mean, it's a, it's a curious talent. Fair play. Fair play. This is extraordinary. She needs to audition for Mr Magoo. Fair play to her. I think that's frightening. It's really, it was <laughs> really frightening. Um, no, this it was is really quite a bombshell to, to end the news <laughs> on. We will be back next week with further updates. I think we yes. should be. Cause on I'm, you know. Mrs Cockrell <laughs> yeah. and, her, um, and the curious case of her wandering around with her eyes shut. Yes. Coming up, we have... which we look forward to immensely. It's been so lovely being with you this morning. Uh, Frank, will be back next week. Thank you so much, Gareth. Watch where you're going, people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. And um, lots of love and good luck to your wife. <laughs> be seeing you. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.